To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For favor, we Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your Far From Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. So today on Miles from Main Street, it's Brian talking and not Mikhailo. That's new and interesting. But we're also joined by Amanda and Albert Aslin, who recently got to go to Disney World on their passholder preview of Ratatouille's, wait a minute, I got that wrong, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. There we go. Uh, so welcome, guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Uh, so we'll get you started like we normally do. And um, why don't you give us you know, your background with Disney and, and why you go to Disney and all that good stuff. So I guess for me, I, I go to Disney mostly because I moved to Florida and it, I like theme parks and it's right there. And it's, it's a nice theme park to go to. Like it's, it's a good family environment. We've got two small girls. And so it's the perfect size rides, the perfect level of adventure for our girls. And they always have, you know, these really fun um, kind of seasonal events that go on, the food and wine, the flower garden show, you know, uh, Mickey's Boo and the the holiday things. We like watching the parks change with the seasons. We love watching the tourists. (laughs) (laughs) You can go there 20 times a year and it's always something different. That's the uh, biggest draw, you know, unlike some other parks where it's the same 10 things over and over again, so. Oh yeah, I I like that. We uh, it's funny. The last podcast we just talked about is what it would be like to be close to the parks, uh, and it's cool to kind of talk to somebody and get that insight about why, like, what kind of keeps you coming back. Um, and so, that, so that's very cool. I I have been to the parks during Christmas, but I've never been during Halloween, and that's always been something I've wanted to do: is see the park change with those Halloween uh, decorations. They do a really nice job with. The Halloween decorations um, will actually be at Magic Kingdom um, for the 50th and for the Halloween vibe next month. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I'm super jealous. <laughs> we go I a think lot. we all are. <laughs> That's well, the advantage. And we have an RV so we can go down there, either stay on property or nearby in a campground so we can make a weekend out of it. You know, it's... It's well worth the uh, the trip down there, so we don't have to fight traffic on the way back. So, uh, um, we wanted to make this episode because it's pretty relevant that you guys actually got to go um, on Remy's Ratatouille adventure. But also, uh, you mentioned that your pass holders. Um, do you want to kind of explain? Like, I mean, I'm guessing you guys have the uh, like the in state. Um, I almost said in-state tuition, but the like the <laughs> um, package or, or whatever for annual pass holders. 
Right. We have the Florida residents. It's currently a silver package. However, Disney just this month changed their package. Um, mm. Which was kind of a surprise. But um, we don't we have blackouts for holidays and the summer. But right now, right now, the new package, which is a little bit more expensive per year. However, we'll only have like two weeks out of the year where we can't go to Disney anymore. Mm. So they've kind of upgraded their options. Yeah. And a little disappointed at their communication about it because they they really didn't tell the annual pass holders that it was coming. It was I actually found out from Brian. Um, so, Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, that worked out <laughs> just fine for us because we we had to get on the phone and talk to pass holder services. And let me tell you, their fairy godmothers are impressive. Um, the size of their wand to get, they took care of us. So we were off, one of our child was off by six months different than our renewal dates. Mm-hmm. So we explained to them the, the reason why. And they went to a couple levels up, got their big magic wand out and extended that pass holder to our current one. So we basically got, well, we didn't basically, we got six months free to Disney. For one wow. of our daughters. Yeah, we're in the process of adopting our youngest daughter. And so that's how she ended up on a different schedule from us. She joined our family at at a time where we weren't all renewing, but we mm. went and got the pass. And when they when this happened, when I found out from Brian, I was like, oh God, this is gonna happen every year now because Disney used to do their pass renewals in January, but since COVID kind of altered everybody's life and schedule, they did their pass renewal changes this year in September. So that was that was kind of what got us calling and and you know going, do something, please help us. Because <laughs> it's it's going to be really awkward if one member of our family can't go when everybody else can go, or mm-hmm. one member of our family can go all summer or all winter, but the rest of us can't. Like please. Right. I mean, and we were willing to pay the difference, but they were, you know, as Disney does from time to time, they they granted us that bonus that make that magical experience. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's so good to hear. Uh, because I feel like not that like everybody's been kind of getting down with Disney with like JPEG and all of the changes that he's making, uh, but that's that's always good to hear that these cast members and uh the Disney company can kind of come through and make everything a lot better. Um, but just so that I'm wrapping because I mean I don't do with you know passes at all, but just so that I'm wrapping my head around it. Um, you guys went to um, renew your annual passes and um, their tiered system or whatever, whatever changed. So you guys went up uh, a tier or something like that. So only one member of our family was up for renewal in the next 30 mm-hmm. days, our, our youngest. Mm-hmm. And we, we were, were planning on renewing at the higher level, but the rest of us, because of the pandemic, um, last year, Disney pushed out all the renewals, the number of months that they were closed, regardless of the past type you had. So our renewal dates got shifted as a result of the pandemic. 
And mm-hmm. so when we renew in the spring, we'll be renewing at the higher level, which means when Brian is able to convince his significant other to come visit us again, <laughs> we'll be able to go no matter what. <laughs> yeah, because this last trip that we were on was spring break and they were blacked out. So mm. it was still great that you came over uh, for the day and we got to hang out at the Contemporary and, and had a good time anyway, but we weren't able to go into the parks with you. So yeah. We're, we're not Disney enough where we hang out a lot at the resort. So it was fun for us to, to kind of see the resort with, with the camper and being so close. It's only an hour and a half for us to drive. So mm, nice. It's, cool. It's well, yeah, that's, that's good to hear uh, that you guys had uh, a positive experience um, with the annual passes, just with hearing everything else that's happening with, with uh, these annual passes. Um, but so I've also heard from, uh, from a little birdie that you guys got to ride a certain ride. (laughs) We did. We we got to ride Ratatouille. Mm -hmm. He's Ratatouille. Um, yesterday evening, we, we took the girls after school. Um, so back in what, August or July, they sent out the invite to all the pass holders and getting the invite doesn't always mean that you'll actually get to do the preview because those those preview spots they get filled really fast but we were lucky this time that we were able to jump on it fast enough and and get a reservation and uh, it's like they're doing doing it for quite a while here um, uh it's about a month yeah yeah versus the actual opening to the public um so it's behind it's in Paris and it's behind um the Eiffel Tower. So they had it blocked off with uh army of cast members because <laughs> as we were going in like high class, uh there were some people being shooed away because they didn't they weren't pass holders. But uh as soon as we went through the barricade, you could see the uh the crepery. Crepery, thank you. <laughs> So the crepery is back there too as well. Um, and then of course they had some Remy trinkets. We could talk about that after the ride. <laughs> yeah, the Remy merch is pretty cute. So what do you think of the addition to the France Pavilion? Was it a good good uh addition that they made or I think they could have made a little bit more use of the space. It's it's a fairly open area. Right now they've got it, you know really kind of blocked off so there's like um bushes and things you know movable trolleys of like faux bushes to kind of slow you down and and control entry um and it's 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 got a nice having been to france having been to paris it's got a nice parisian kind of park feel to it in the area but the only things that were added like actually added to the Paris Pavilion, the France Pavilion is the ride itself and the creperie. With and mm. the creperie, it's got an outdoor, um, quick quick food option, and then it's got a sit down option. Okay, so you head in. Um, tell us about the entrance. The you're the queue. How'd that go? The entrance to the ride. Yeah. It's got a small outdoor um, queue, and then you go right in. It was a 10-minute wait for us, probably because of the, the, the line was small. 
but the actual waiting line is pretty small compared to roast rides. Yeah, it does not have a long queue line. Like if you think about Flight of the Avatar, you can be inside the caves there for an hour. I I don't know how you would ever spend that much time actually inside the queue. Um, the entrance to the queue, and I sent you some pictures, it looks like a movie theater marquee almost. Um, so it, it's it's got like two ticket booths and turnstiles. And I think we were probably in the um, fast track lane, which isn't going to be fast track. It's going to be Genie Plus, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we were, I think, I think we went through the fast track lane as pass holders. I don't think, because I think there was another queue off to the side that they weren't using. Okay. I think that, well, I don't know. I think that was the the real line. I think it's, I read something and you guys can correct me because you are more knowledgeable, but I read something where it's going to have to go in a queue before you can go into a line. You're going to have to use your app to get in line ahead of time. Yes. that They are doing a virtual queue just like they, um, they've been doing with rise of the resistance. Right. So, so maybe, I why, sorry, I think that's why that line queue is shorter. Or maybe the uh, virtual queue is necessary because of that mm -hmm. as well. I, so I've ridden both of those rides now, both the Remy and the um, Rise of the Resistance. Also another phenomenal ride. Um, the queue for the Rise of the Resistance, once you've made it to the actual queue, is longer than the Remy's queue. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, it is. But it's it's got some, you know, you spend part of it outside um, between the ride and the crepery. Um, so that's that's hard to resist crepes because you can smell them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you get into there, like I said, it's kind of like a movie theater marquee. And you go through like an artist den. We couldn't find any hidden Mickeys. We were looking so hard. We were looking. We were looking so hard for the hidden Mickeys. <laughs> um, we didn't spot any, but maybe we will on another ride. Um, you go through there, and then you kind of come out into what looks like a darkened Parisian street um, with Gusto's marquee in front of you, and he comes on every couple of minutes, and he'll talk to you in either English or French and tell you about how you're going to enjoy the meal and it's the best food and food from the heart and all this. That's awesome. Then after you, after you go, actually, I guess the artist den is after Gusto's. Then you, from the artist den, it's just a little ways away. The ride is like right there. Um, okay. it's, it's got two lineups, uh, two entry points. So, when you get up there and they ask how many people are in your party, they'll send you either straight ahead or to your left. And they're boarding three mice <laughs> at a time. Each <laughs> mouse holds six people. Um, and so it, it alternates between the straight ahead and the left lane. And the mice board up, you know, the little safety belt, uh, safety bar comes down and your mouse is autonomous. So it's a lot like the Rise of the Resistance, the new um, Mickey ride at Hollywood Studios as well, like with the a trackless 
4D VR experience. Like it's virtual mm. reality. And the front seat is a little bit lower or the back seat is a little higher. So you kind of tear it as well. So you're not getting mm, cool. getting in it, impeded by heads. Um, the one thing I did notice is if you could try for the middle mouse, doesn't make a big difference. But in one of the rooms, the middle mouse was a little bit further closer to the screen. So you might get the complete encompass. Well, and I was talking to somebody else um, while I was waiting. He took the, the girls to ride another ride while I waited for adult beverages at the at the Mexican pavilion. Um, and um, I was talking to somebody in line there who had ridden it a couple of times earlier that day. And they had ridden the two outside mice. So the first and the last mouse. And they had said that they noticed that the experience is slightly different um, depending on which mouse you're in. So you're getting a virtual reality view from a mouse's perspective, like you are running around Gusto's from the mouse's perspective. Um, and what you see is slightly altered by which mouse you end up in. Okay. It's a good mix between prop um, scenery and actual VFR, the screens. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool That because that's actually kind of the same thing with uh, uh, Mickey's Runaway Railway where there's like a couple different, um, I thought it was, there was a couple different, ti not timelines, but like you know, in each section that you're in, like you kind of follow somebody different, like there's a Pluto um, line and then there's like a Mickey Mini line or something like that. Um, and so it sounds like that's something that they've been doing with these rides where when they have the autonomous vehicles, uh, you kind of experience something different in each one. Yeah, we were we were really hoping we would get to ride it a second time and, and get a different viewpoint. But unfortunately, you know, part of the reason they they open it to the pass holders for that soft open is to work out the kinks and it was having some kinks yesterday. Mm. <laughs> it went down in the morning time, we were told, and it went down when we were in line. They couldn't tell us how long it was going to be, so we stepped out. Mm -hmm. I, haven't, I haven't already ridden it. It wasn't. I wasn't going to wait around, but uh, they're, they're getting the kinks out. I don't know. They couldn't tell us. They wouldn't tell us why, but... Uh. It's, it's really... And I say this because I wear glasses. I wear glasses all the time. And I know sometimes with the VFR, that's really a challenge because the the glasses they give you don't fit very well over that. But as somebody who wears glasses, like the virtual reality experience was really good. At one point, I got motion sick just a little bit because I really felt like I was scrambling through the vent work as a mouse yeah the That's vehicle cool. whatever they've done with the vehicle it definitely gives you up down right left and, vibrations and you do lose track you're not even moving physically but you feel like you are all over that building it, it was quite an experience honestly it was quite an experience uh not to the level of avatar but i mean <laughs> uh, still, it, it was a worthwhile ride i i thoroughly enjoyed it the girls two thumbs up you know I actually think it's as good as Avatar. Um, I think it's a wow. different. Wow. I, I would. I would totally. It's. It's going to be on my, you know, must hit list if if the line's not insane. I think it's worth the wait. Um, 
and since it's a virtual queue, I've I've gotten virtual queuing down cold thanks to Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> but um, it, I thought it was actually as good. It's a different kind of good. Like this is a ride you can take your young kids on or older people who are you know maybe a little more insecure about the um, the ride device that they use in Flight of the Avatar. There's there's no limitations to who could really sit in the mouse and experience this. And the experience, I think, is easily just as good. Awesome. I don't know if you want us to give you spoilers about, like, the storyline of the ride or how the ride actually progresses. But we can if you want us to. Uh, I, uh, I, I mean, this is already, I'm, I'm already finding out too much, but, um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll take one for the team for the, for the podcast content. <laughs> I, uh, I said it on the podcast before, but I don't like to watch, like, I haven't watched ride throughs yet. I think at one point, um, Tim tracker, uh, I was watching an episode and, and this is what, that's what they were doing was, uh, it might not have been Tim tracker, but, um, they were walking up to it, and I was like, "Oh, nope, turning this off now." Um, but yeah, I, I try not to watch um, ride throughs until I actually um, experience it. And the only the only one I actually did watch was uh, Mickey's Runaway, Runaway Railway, uh, but the tech on that is just insane. So I'm guessing it's going to be pretty similar to the tech that they're using in Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. I, I considered doing a ride through for Brian and filming it and sending it to him as we were doing it. <laughs> Because I know Brian always wants a little taste of Disney. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm like you. I like to ignore and just I want to be first experience, first time. I close my ears and I, I just totally black out the world when it comes to those spoilers. <laughs> so I'm on your side where I would say it was a good ride and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. <laughs> I realized really quickly that if I tried to video it, it would it would just not do it justice because the video wasn't going to have the, the VR glasses. Um, the main gist of it is it basically takes you through the entire storyline of Ratatouille. So from the beginning where Remy, you know, finds himself in the restaurant um, with a lot of his buddies and uh, with, I, I forget the name of the little chef who's always so angry, um, but the little oh. chef is basically chasing you through the ride or, or spotting you and trying to shoo you off because of the restaurant's reputation. So it really follows the, um, the storyline of the movie, I thought, really well without being the movie. It's a, it's a slightly different experience, but if you've seen the movie, you can and you can summarize the movie's experience in a four minute ride then there you go that's that's basically the experiences that they're giving you um but like i said it's it's a full 40 experience the mouse shakes the mouse tilts the mouse is up the mouse is down you'll feel hot you'll feel cold you'll feel <laughs> wet and Mikhailo, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Imagineering story, they had some Imagineers talking about that exact thing, that they they watched that movie and was like, 
we need to get people to feel like a rat going through the ride. You know, like that was the whole idea behind it. So it, I mean, you've basically they told us they, they, they exceeded their expectations. <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally feel from that perception. Everything is from the, the floor of the mouse perception. It, it is. It's all scaled to that <clears throat> within, within 30 seconds of entering the ride. You're like, Oh yeah, I'm a mouse. Okay. Like, like to the point, if I could ride it a second time, I may ride it without the glasses to look at the actual physical scenery. Okay. Like and so, yeah. Did you feel that the scenery was distorted then with the glasses oh, no, on? No, I, I mean, the scenery is there and it wasn't distorted. It was clear, but I'm saying just so I can focus on that. Cause I like to see it kind of like behind the scenes, but it, it was part of the story too. Like you weren't just moving from room to room. The Each room was setting up the story and and then you had a video virtual reality experience tied to that room that is drawn from the movie pun intended (laughs) (laughs) um so you you know like you said like you were sitting in the in the ride vehicle and you said um oh i'm the size of a mouse did you yeah. feel that at all in the queue before you got on the ride? No, no. It's okay. a surprise. Like if you if you're not listening to this or you haven't watched a ride through, or read about one, you wouldn't know as you entered the ride. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I feel like Disney does that often too, and I feel like listening to Imagineers talk, I can hear them saying exactly, we're going to shrink you down to the size of a mouse. Um, yep. And they, they, they say that like they do that with uh, um, the toy story, toy story, midway mania, uh, where they shrink you down to the size of a toy. Um, and I feel that same way as I walk into um, the queue. Uh, well, it's not even the queue. Well, yeah, it is the queue because you're the size of a toy there. But one of the coolest things when I walk into that room is like you can see the side of Andy's bed and stuff like that. So I'm guessing it's pretty similar to something like that. Example, you you can see a cart wheel. Like you're not a cart wheel, but you know, uh, my, my Boston's coming out. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I definitely heard that. <laughs> yeah. uh, as an example, and it's it's would be full size if you were a mouse. Mm-hmm. So. so then you guys finish the ride yeah and uh what was next what did you get to do then so well i'd been smelling crepes so we went to the crepery um Mm. yes it was pretty good (laughs) a little a, a teeny bit disappointing um because we realized as we were ordering the crepes that they have pre made the crepe and they're just heating it so I thought that was a little bit like that kind of upset me a little bit. I, I spent a lot of time in France and I ordered crepes out of a window. And I mean, they kind of replicated that feel of ordering a crepe out of a window, um, which is totally French. But then I was like, a crepe doesn't take that long to cook. You could just make it right there. So <laughs> they were doing it on a proper crepe pan um, and actually with proper crepe tools so i don't know if it was just because it's the soft opening and maybe they haven't you know really 
gone ahead and trained it. But I know a lot of times with the food and wine stuff that it's prepared off site and then heated and finished at the particular kiosk. Flavor is still good. I had the chocolate on chocolate. <laughs> yeah, he had the Nutella one and I had the berry one. Um, mm. We'd already eaten around um, the world. So we <laughs> we were looking for desserty kind of offerings. Um, we didn't get their cider because it was sold out. Sold out. Um, so next time we yeah. have something to look forward to. Yeah. Even if we don't next. ride the ride, we've got to try the <laughs> cider. But so I had I had heard that they're trying to recreate like Brittany, France. So the ciders are brought in from Brittany, and um, the, that's what they advertised. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you, they did tell you all that too, huh? Yes, they did. Um, as for the feel, it didn't look like Brittany to me, but it, I mean, it definitely looked Parisian. Um, it, it had, it had kind of elements of both. Like it wasn't a clear regional feel to me, but I, I, I'm not going to complain. Like that's, that's parsing like small little things. So as part of the preview, were you, could you have gone into the sit down restaurant if you wanted or. Yeah, we could have, okay. we could have gone in and sat down for, they have a prefix meal, which is three courses um, with beverages. Although the alcoholic beverages are of course additional. Um, that includes a salad, a galette, which is the savory crepe, and then um, the sweet crepe for dessert. And they also have um, a la carte menu that you can order from at the sit down. So we stuck with the um, the quick window because we we'd already eaten. So other than the reheating piece of it would you say they were good so they were <laughs> I have very high standards for my crates <laughs> I was in France for a pretty long time like I said I I've ordered crepes out of some little uh grandma's window and and had you know fresh homemade crepes my crepe standards are way up here I think for most people it was a totally serviceable like theme park crepe it was we'd funny story we actually had crepes earlier in the week because i had a thing where i i needed a crepe <laughs> <laughs> some friend of mine told me that epcot was going to be selling crepes and i needed a crepe <laughs> and we ordered crepes um earlier in the week that were just simply terrible and those were <laughs> they were they were terrible not disney not disney and so mm. I, you know, and it was a restaurant that this is one of the things they do. Like it's one of the things they're known for. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get me some crepes. I was so disappointed. So this, this was definitely not a disappointment. Did it whisk me back 25 years ago to when I was in France? Not exactly. But was I happy eating it? You betcha. That, all right. So they did their job. I mean, yeah. Now, Albert, for the average layman, what did you think of the crepes? 
again, they, they, they were good. They, they served its purpose. Um, like I said, the, <laughs> no, they were thin. They were thin. I, I think that they're going to work on it. I think they were Russian, but mm. they had the flavor. They weren't doughy. No. They, they had enough fill in. I know obviously the wife wanted more berries, but, um, and it was a good portion size too. It wasn't your typical food and wine festival where you get this little pea-sized bit of food that's delicious. But I mean, this was a full plate of crepe. I mean, it mm. was a single crepe, but it was, you know, a small pizza kind of size, like a oh, eight, no. eight inches. Yeah, no. Oh no, bigger. Um, it it was oh. a full size crepe. Yeah, no. It, they folded oh, it over. And crepes, over. So crepes are usually around, you know, using our horrible English system. They're almost a foot in diameter. Usually they're, they're good sized pieces of, of food. Um, and they're usually folded in, you know, put the filling in the center and then you fold it into quarters. Um, a lot of times in France, they'll serve it to you basically wrapped up in like a napkin and you just walk around and eat it almost like an ice cream cone for lack of a better way to describe it. Um, they're serving them on a plate, but it is a full crepe yeah. folded in fourths, just like you would expect um with all of the proper traditional fillings all the fillings i would expect to see i do welcome to welcome to miles from main street today we're talking about crepes (laughs) (laughs) you've picked the wrong two people to talk about (laughs) (laughs) and the food (laughs) (laughs) we we will Um, have cut the food (laughs) Oh, of course. Yeah. As you should. Um, I, uh, a couple things that I've been seeing, um, again, I try, I try not to get any, um, sneak peeks of the ride, but I have, I mean, just all of my Facebook is all, um, Ratatouille stuff. Uh, I have seen the new, um, kind of creature, um, shoulder creature. Uh, and now it's a rat that kind of like moves around your shirt. Did you guys see any of those? I didn't see that. I, I saw the that. chef's hat. So there's a chef mm. hat that is um, at the top of the hat. It pops open and Remy pops out. The only problem that I it is is very heavy. Yeah, it's, mm. it's got a because it, it's got a motor inside. I mean, it's yeah. awesome to look at, but it's it's heavy. It was super cute. Yeah, we didn't see Remy. Where and we went into we went into um, some of the other. St- shops you know because they've got they've currently got mouse gear kind of off in a desolate corner mm-hmm. um creations is about to open and then they've got the port um gift shop right at the entrance to the world showcase and we went into that one too i didn't see the no i did not see those. it might have been sold out they were mm. they were definitely having a run on merchandise they were limiting the amount of merchandise you could purchase and there was a lot of a lot of people walking around with ratatouille merchandise nice um, um yeah i know i i definitely saw it's supposed to be kind of like the new shoulder character yeah. that you can get um but it actually it's kind of cool because it moves around your shirt um which i thought was interesting um, and then I also th- saw that hat, which I thought was very cool. It doesn't seem like something I'd buy just because I'm particular about what's on my head while I'm in the parks. And I don't think that would be too enjoyable. However, I did see that it's $39.99 and for how cool that hat is. And 
knowing Disney prices, that's like reasonable for like how cool that hat is. Was it? It was a pretty cute. Like we we have a collection of various things up on a ledge You're that joking. we're looking at right now. <laughs> and, <laughs> Um, oh yeah (laughs) the child uh Mm -hmm. the millennium falcon some various collectibles and he would be really cute right next to the Mm -hmm. child um in his little hat just occasionally popping out it's not something i would wear i thought the ears that they introduced for this um those were really cute so you know your mickey ears with remy and a chef's hat Mm. in the center that was really cute I mean, we are going back there on sun- Saturday if you are implying to something there. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a mission. I've got to find this mouse that runs around your shirt. Well, I know it had like a clear cover, um, like a serving tray would be covered, but it was a clear cover so you could see inside. Okay, we did see it. We didn't realize that's what it was. We looked at it and we're like, it's Remy in a serving dish. I don't get it. Um, and of course we can't spend too much time looking at merchandise when the girls are there because then they want, they want, they want, but yeah, no, we, we did see it then if, yep. if it was in the clear serving dish. Yes. I just, I didn't see it in action. Nobody was walking around wearing it. I have a feeling that after October 1st, they're going to be everywhere. It, it just seems like it's the next hot thing. Oh yeah. Hmm. I, yeah, well, now that I know what it is, I'm I'm going to have to go look at it a little bit more. Clo- oh, I might not be able to look at it a little bit more closely. I did see more video of the hat. Um, and there's vi- there's a, like a video screen almost that pops up as well. Did you see that part of it where it, um, there's like a shadow of, of Remy mm-hmm. inside the hat pulling the hair, Linguini's hair? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then he pops out the top. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. It looked like a really neat thing. Again, I thought it would be best on a shelf somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I don't think it's very wearable, but it, it was super cute. And they were selling them left and right. The material was good quality. It was sturdy. It was definitely sturdy. So for the price, yeah, you're, you're right. It's It was it might be worth well priced. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um, all in all, do you, did you have a good time? Would you recommend um, trying this ride out? And are you are you excited for for it to drop in October? Yeah, I think with the virtual queue, which really helps with the wait times on those rides, um, and just the quality of the ride. I'm we're going back in October for the like I said for the fiftieth will be attempting to get into the virtual queue for right. it. I mean, mm-hmm. to the point, like, we, we had finished the ride, and we turned around and got right back in the line. You know, had it not <laughs> broken, we would have gone back again. It, it was definitely where it's one of those rides where you could probably ride a, a dozen times and see something new. Yeah, there's no way we saw all of it. No. We, we actually stopped after the ride, um, and we were trying to recount to each other what we had seen and and experienced and we just we could we knew we we were missing things that makes Definitely. it a, a, that makes it very rewritable which mm-hmm. i know a lot of people talk about so that's that's an awesome um i i have 
been comparing this in my head to Mickey and Minnie's, and I know we talked about it earlier. Um, and I think that that one has so much going on, it's almost an overload, but I still love the ride. Um, so there's my more question. What's that? There's more going on in Remy's Ratatouille. Wow. Really? Yeah. So would you say Mickey and Minnie's or Ratatouille? I'd, I'd be Ratatouille. <laughs> I've, I've ridden, and maybe that's because I've ridden Mickey and Minnie like four or five times now, but I, I would be Ratatouille. The, there's more to the experience in Ratatouille. Mickey and Minnie isn't the 4D experience. Okay. And there were moments where the 4D was like, even though you knew it was coming, it was just so pleasurable and enjoyable to have that 4D moment where you're like, yep, I'm really here. Cool. (laughs) Well, that is awesome. Um, Guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight and and going over your experience it's great to have that uh that that specific experience and and perspective that you had so i really appreciate you guys joining us no problem glad to be here glad to give some intel out there (laughs) yeah thank you thank you so much um and everybody out there if you've ridden uh ratatouille's uh, the Ratatouille ride, Ratatouille's great adventure. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> I I blew it at the beginning, so I guess it's your turn. But Remy's exactly, Ratatouille yeah. adventure. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so Remy's Ratatouille adventure. Let us know uh, on our Facebook and let us know if you liked it, if you didn't like it, what you thought um, could have been improved, what you loved, if the crepes were up up to your standard. yeah come on out on facebook and let us know uh as you guys know every week miles from main street podcast community and group uh and on on our page so um definitely come out and let us know what you're uh, experiencing out there cool and uh that's all we got for you guys tonight we'll see you next time on miles from main street thanks for tuning in If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail.com. With any thoughts, and visit us on Facebook under Miles from Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember, some live close, but most of us don't. So let's talk about it. (laughs) 